When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hello again, friends, and welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Wes Mitchell. We're talking Gamecock football today here on GCR. Glad to have you along with us. Wes, we got a lot to get to today. We're 98 days away from kickoff as we record here on this Saturday morning. 14 weeks from today, the Gamecocks will kick it off in Charlotte against the North Carolina State Wolfpack. Long summer ahead before we get to football season, but we're starting to count down the days now, Wes. 98 days until kickoff. So as we begin today's podcast, Wes, Jake Bentley said what? <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I don't know if you got <laughs> – do you have the quote right in front of you? I, uh, I, I think, um, you know, this is something. This is off season. What does Spurrier always call it? Talking season. Um, but yeah, Jake, I, I think the thing people have to remember about Jake Bailey is that he is a very, very confident kid. Um, uh, he's always going to have his teammates backs. And, you know, I, I think maybe got a little bit ahead of himself and probably didn't realize how those comments were going to be. Uh, taken by the the public, but uh, you know I, I think also from Jake Bentley's standpoint, this is a kid that's not that's not going to back down. Uh, you know he he's not he's never been a kid that shied away um, from a moment. He's never been a kid that has uh, you know wanted to take anything from anyone. I, I think as far as um, saying well a certain program is, is better than the program he's in. So I think we all know South Carolina has a long way to go to. to sort of catch Clemson, but uh, I think that Bentley's point, and, ma- and maybe it should have been more of an internal point versus mm. a, a public point, mm-hmm. but it, it was that, you know, just because Clemson has the better program right now, South Carolina's not going to just lay down to them, I, I think was sort of what Jake Bentley was trying to project. Uh, but obviously, anytime you say something like that, it's going to get picked up everywhere, and it even, I mean, it got picked up by all the Clemson websites, which was uh, kind of crazy. Them writing about a South Carolina quarterback, but yeah. um, but, but yeah. So I mean, I, I I see why the comment sort of exploded the way they did. But also, you know what? I, I see Jake Bailey's point. And from from the second this kid arrived on campus, um, you know, one of the things we wrote about last summer is that this is a kid that doesn't back down from anybody, and that his competitive nature. Uh, you know, Muschamp talks a lot about competitive edge with, with certain players that uh, sort of hold that competitive edge. That, that's something he has always talked about to Myas Williams, you know, the incoming freshman that he loves about him. And that's something about Jake Bentley. It doesn't matter if it's cards or basketball or in the weight room. 
Jake Bentley is a competitive guy that doesn't really back down from anybody. Yeah, and I can appreciate that. I think Gamecock fans appreciate that. Everybody's very excited about Jake Bentley. feel like he's poised to have a breakout year this year and really make big strides in his second year as a starter. First full season as the Gamecock starting quarterback. And, uh, frankly, it's a good feeling to know that the Gamecocks are set up at starting quarterback coming into 2017, what will be Will Muschamp's second year at South Carolina. But, Wes, the – the comments from Bentley were a real head-scratcher for me. I appreciate the fact that, you know, he is a confident kid. Maybe he didn't want to come out and say Clemson's better. But the scoreboard doesn't lie, Wes, and I was scratching my head when I read those Jake Bentley comments. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, it's maybe more of a, a comment you want to make internally versus to put it out there to the world. Cause right. very, I mean, very clearly, Clemson was a better team in every single phase of the game uh, against South Carolina. And, that you know, that was clear from the very beginning of that football game. They beat South Carolina from an offense versus defense, from a defense versus offense, and a special team standpoint. So, and, and then they won the national title. So I think we all know right. they're, they're the better program. Right, so, right. Uh, yeah, do you necessarily have to put it out there? No. But, you know, like I said, that's Jake Bentley. He's not going to back down. I, okay. I noticed uh, people sort of uh, sourcing his, uh, his stats from that game as part of their mm-hmm. you know, beat down of Jake Bentley after this, which – you know, if anybody who watches that game that knows a lick about football knows that that game was more about him having just no chance in the pocket. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that his stats are necessarily about about his play. I think it was more about the fact that Clemson just demolished the pocket and, and caved in the pocket from the very beginning, dominated. I, I think you would say both lines of scrimmage in that game, and that that, that has been the key to that rivalry. You know, you look. South Carolina's five wins in a row, they dominated the lines of scrimmage, and now you look at Clemson's three wins in a row, they have sort of flipped that script on South Carolina. So, and I think you look ahead to that game this coming year, obviously Clemson you know, is going to be favored again, but I think if you're South Carolina, to me it goes back to you want to have that attitude. Do you necessarily want to put it out there in public? You know, probably not, but uh, that I, I sort of scratched my head, too, because the scoreboard does not lie. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I think you want your your leader, because mm-hmm. that's what Jake Bentley is now. Jake Bentley's the leader of the South Carolina program. You want for him to have that type of attitude. Yeah, appreciate the sentiment, but I, I'm like you. I feel like, uh, you know, those comments could – probably be better left in the locker room and when you're speaking to the media or in public maybe you choose your words a little bit more carefully but let's close the book on that Wes and let's turn our attention to the 2017 Gamecock football team a number of Gamecocks who are newcomers freshmen have enrolled for summer one and the Gamecocks have got a host of kids that will play this year that are already on campus Wes tell us about them yeah you know between the spring early enrollees and then a couple of May enrollees now the summer one guys getting in Pretty much that entire class is on campus or going to be on campus in the next, uh, I would say, week or so. Most of them moved in on Wednesday. This past Wednesday was sort of the official start of move-in. And, you know, that, that's obviously big to go ahead and get them on campus. There's a couple of guys that I just haven't, that I didn't hear back from on when they were going to get there. So they, they may actually be on campus too anyway. The, the main sort of projected contributor that has not made it in for sure is Keyshawn Nixon, who is the junior college cornerback safety that will definitely play for South Carolina this year. He's got one more class that he's taking 
he told me he'd be in in, in mid June or so, which uh, obviously he still has to get a good grade in that class to, and get qualified for that. But that, that's a, a big need for South Carolina. But otherwise, you know, sort of the headliners of this class, the guys that we always talk about, uh, Javon Kinlaw, of course, the JUCO defensive lineman. He came in in May, so he's already had a uh, you know, close to uh, he's had a few weeks on campus at least. Uh, Demias Williams moved in Wednesday. Um, Aaron Sterling was moving in. Uh, Brad Johnson is obviously going to have every opportunity to play at the Bucks position. Uh, Sherrod Green, the linebacker who's going to have to play, he's moving in on uh, the 29th so of, of May. So he'll, you know, a bunch of those guys that they're going to be they're going to be counted on are already on campus. And then of course. You know, Jalen Dickerson, the, the safety we talk about a lot, freshman. He's, he was on campus in January. Ortray Smith on campus in January. So uh, I think as the rules have changed as far as the uh, the signing classes go and sort of not being able to oversign quite as many guys, you have to count everybody. It's more and more important to, to get your guys you do sign qualified. And I, I think that's something that must champion company that have done a great job of, you know, you don't see near as many guys sign that are borderline and then don't make it in as maybe we were seeing in the past. Gamecock Central Radio with Wes Mitchell. I'm Emerson Phillips. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app. It's on the App Store and on Google Play. To subscribe to our podcast, search for Gamecock Central Radio. You'll find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. The app is free. Our podcasts are free. Download the app today. Wes, an overview of 2017 Gamecock football. Looks like the offense is loaded for bear. Jake Bentley returns at QB. We've got uh, you know a couple of returning running backs and the addition of Tyson Williams, the transfer from North Carolina, who's originally from Sumter County. Gamecocks look good at running back. Receiver position looks loaded. Wes Edwards, Debo Samuel, uh, Ortray Smith, the freshman from Wando, is on campus. And you got Hayden Hurst, a preseason All-SEC tight end, returning as well. So the Gamecocks appear to have the pieces in place to score a lot of points this year on offense. But defense continues to be my concern. We're still a long way from the start of the season, West, but we've talked about it repeatedly here on Gamecock Central Radio. The Gamecocks have lacked disruptive forces on the defensive line. So we talked about Aaron Sterling, newcomer on campus, uh, Brad Johnson as well, an in-state product who is a, a freshman, is on campus now. Talk about the front line defensively, Wes, and who do the Gamecocks have that might be able to become that disruptive type of force that the Gamecocks had back during the Clowney years? Yeah, I think that's probably the single biggest question that this team faces. Uh, I, I put it in this order. One, uh, sort of like you said, disruption on the defensive line. Second concern, I think, is probably finding a left tackle on the offensive side. I think that's your one question mark on the offensive side. If you can fix that position, everything else probably falls into place. Three, I think the overall depth on defense um, leaves a lot to be desired right now. So, yeah, pass rush is a big concern. I think you need D.J. Wanham, who was a freshman last year, true sophomore this year, that really uh, played, played very, very well. Came out of nowhere as a backup to Darius English at the buck position. Had, had a good season. I think you need him to have a really good season this year. You need Dante Sawyer, who is a four-star guy with SEC offers from all over. You need him to have a big senior year at that other defensive end spot. I thought he showed flashes as a reserve last year. And then, you know, a guy we talked about, Javon Kinlaw, this kid's going to have to play a lot now. If he's ready from a physical standpoint, he's going to be unlike anybody South Carolina has. But from a technician standpoint, how far along is he going to be? How far along can he come 
and you know, a, in a very short period of time, I think is a big question for South Carolina. Those other guys, it, it would be an absolute uh, monster get for South Carolina if they could get a Brad Johnson or Aaron Sterling, um, even a Devon Bowen. You look at this kid athletically, uh, a lot to like about him. All those guys are going to get a chance to show that they can help in rushing the passer. I think you also have to look at Bryce Allen Williams, who played more of a true linebacker last year. I think he's going to have to play a lot of the buck position as a pass rusher in third down situations because that, like I said, that's the biggest question mark. Do you do you sort of like the chances of a true freshman to just come in and make a huge impact? Uh, you know, percentage wise, probably not. But I think you throw all those guys in there and you just hope that one of them is just, you know, maybe you're not playing a kid 50 to, you know, 50 snaps a game. At the very least, you hope maybe you can get 20 pass rush snaps out of one of those kids on, on third down situations. All right, Wes, at linebacker to Gamecocks, you know, appear to be in good shape. Sky Moore returning this year. We have every reason to believe that he's going to be ready to go come September the 2nd. And on the back end of the defense, Jamarcus King returns, Chris Lamont returns, Jamias Williams, one of the cornerstones of the Gamecocks' latest signing class, figures to have an impact right away. So still some questions on defense, Wes, but certainly feel like the program from a depth standpoint is in much better position now than it was a year ago when Muschamp was heading into his first year. Yeah, they're building it slowly. I think you look at linebackers, um, you know, and you look in the secondary, they're, they're going to need these newcomers to play. And I, I think uh, at linebacker, that means Elders Thompson, the junior college kid, um, he's coming off a shoulder injury. He's going to have to play. I, I think Sherrod Green, who I mentioned earlier, the freshman linebacker, he's going to have to play. Uh, in the secondary, you got to get Keyson Nixon in there. I think he's got a great shot to start. Uh, Jalen Dickerson, who, you know, I, I think we've bragged about a ton, even since he was just a recruit. He had a great spring, staff very, very high on him. I, you know what? I'm not surprised if he just starts, um, you know, very, very early in the season, um, even as a true freshman. So, you know, you're going to have a lot of newcomers, especially when you look at that depth. I think this is a defense, though, if they stay healthy, they probably can get better as the year goes on. Now, early on, they're going to need this offense to sort of carry the way. Um, you know, I really like the depth on the offensive side. You know, you, you start looking past these sort of known commodities. I think you look at Randrikas Davis at the receiver position. Mm-hmm. He's hurt, but they've been very, very high on this kid for a long time. Showed some flashes and a little bit of playing time last year. Um, you know, I look at uh, Casey Crosby, obviously doesn't get mentioned much, but he was a reliable target for them as a backup um, last year and when they were in those two tight end set they liked so much. And then uh, even, hey, Keel Pollard, you know, this is a kid that I thought had a great spring game. So, uh, And, and Terry, Terry Gouger gives you like a sort of veteran uh, reserve receiver that if, if guys get hurt or need a breather can go in there. So, the depth of the skill positions is very, very good on offense. I think, like I said, to me it goes back to can Eric Wolford put together a semblance of an offensive line and find himself a left tackle? And if they can do that, this offense is going to have to carry the day. You know, you talked about that NC State opener. I think Carolina's going to need to score some points against the Wolfpack. And might be an adventure for the defense as the year goes on, but I think they can get better as the year progresses. Yeah, NC State's got a veteran team, and they hammered Vanderbilt in their bowl game to wrap up last year. Very good on the defensive line. Good matchup for the Gamecocks to open up the 2017 season, and it will be in Charlotte on Saturday, September the 2nd. Kickoff time for that game announced this week. It will be a 3 p.m. kick 
in Charlotte. Bring your sunscreen. It might be 102 damn degrees up in Charlotte for that game. So just a little something to wet your whistle for Gamecock football today. We're going to get a lot more in-depth on these topics and many more as we move through the summer. Wes Mitchell, great report today. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Emerson. We'll do it again soon, man. All right. That's my man, Wes Mitchell, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for being with us.